First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. But this is right up our alley, man. We both gamble. We both have gambled for a long, long time. What's the first offshore website you can remember gambling on? Uh, okay, so this is going to be funny. I think it was just called sportsbook.com. Nice. And, or it, it probably wasn't even a .com. It might have been like dot .something A-U or dot .ag. Dot .ag. Then I progressed into the Bodogs and Oddsmaker accounts. Uh, I had this weird account where in my sophomore year of college, Danny, I think they gave me a thousand dollars and I lost it, of course. And then they like tried to hunt me down for it and like sent threatening letters to my mom's address and whatnot. But, you know, I learned with those offshore accounts, it's a bitch when you win to get your money. Oh, yeah, it really is. It's a huge problem. Uh, I could go into some of the mistakes I made with that. The Buccaneers Super Bowl win. I had a massive offshore futures bet on them that I never got. And they claimed COVID and, and stuff like that for why they couldn't send me a check. So I never saw that money. Oh, yeah, yeah. They said everything slowed down and shut down because because that was in 2020. Wait a minute. The most recent Buccaneers Super Bowl you were at an offshore? I thought I thought you meant Gruden. No. <laughs> That's a man. I didn't know. <laughs> That's incredible. Yes. The, the, the <laughs> That you were a six-figure earner and then still had money in uh, significant offshores. I, I I started with SkylineCasino.com. Okay. When I, I don't when think I I've ever heard of that. 15 or 16. Then I did the Bodog thing. The I think the sketchiest thing I ever did was buy prepaid phone cards that then they would yep. like transfer your deposit money into and like it was so easy to give them your money but if you wanted to take money out you would like request payment it would get re- like rerouted through the bahamas or some like island and then you'd get a check in like 10 to 21 days <laughs> like and then you would take that to the bank and just hope that you had an understanding teller to deposit it um so we've come a long way And the NFL has come so far that they now have an ever-evolving gambling policy and people are getting suspended for it. And sometimes it's like Calvin Ridley and it was indefinite. And then he had to reapply for reinstatement, which he will be, and he'll be back this year. The most recent one is in Indianapolis. The NFL is investigating um, Isaiah Rogers, who's probably was slated to be a starter at cornerback uh, this year. He copped to it on Twitter saying he wants to take full responsibility. Uh, Jamison Williams, among others, on the Lions, right? Stanley Berryhill, uh, Quintez Cephas, CJ Moore, Shaka Tony of the Commanders, all have been caught up to varying degrees uh, and varying levels of severity. And there's rumors that there's way more coming 
here. And I mean, I, we've got a lot. Of, I know we both have a lot of thoughts on it. But my first one is I get why you can't bet on NFL games. If anyone makes the point that, wow, it's so hypocritical, they're in bed with FanDuel, they're in bed with Caesars, they have sports books at their stadiums, and there are commercials all over the place. I get it. This has it's it's a red line. You cannot risk the public who watches these games on television thinking that they're watching the WWE. The WWE is a profitable entertainment business. It's worth like 8 to 10 billion. The NFL is worth hundreds of billions. Live sports are relevant because we don't know what's going to happen. If people lost faith that the outcome was predetermined, the whole house of cards crumbles. So I get why you and me can cover the NFL and bet on it, but Justin Fields and Kenny Pickett can't. Sucks for them, maybe. Not fair to them, maybe, but they're compensated in other ways. That's just the reality of the situation. I don't really think it's as much about the fans. You know, we we people claim that the integrity of the game is what keeps people watching. I don't believe that because I think there are a lot of fans who think that the games are fixed anyways. That just are the tinfoil hat-wearing fans that look at Neil O'Donnell's performance in Super Bowl 30 or Rich Gannon against the the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl or any number of you know missed kicks by a kicker or drops by a wide receiver or you know a game where the outcome seems predetermined and then the referees have questionable call, calls that cause a big upset to happen or occur i think that fans are under the impression that there's a lot of shadiness that goes on in the nfl as it is so if this were to get uncovered if there were some bombshell there would be outrage but i don't think it would i don't think it would hurt the nfl's credibility to the point where it would be at risk of no longer being the number one sport in America. Because I think you've already got, I'm going to conservatively estimate, I bet one in one in five fans think that something like that happens in an NFL game every Sunday. Whether it's the refs, whether it's coaches, whether it's a player, that somebody like that is doing something that's not on the up and up and illegal. That's why my my theory is, if there is a star player If Patrick Mahomes was betting on Chiefs games every Sunday, I don't think we'd ever find out about it. I think they'd bury that so fast. And just like the Jordan retirement near quotes, something like that would happen where it would never see the light of day. Because who else knows about it other than the NFL? You know, it would come down to some enterprising reporter like an Adam Schefter would have to uncover that. And I even wonder in that situation if if somebody like that would want to break that story and risk their relationship with the NFL over it, Danny? Well, I think your number of one and five might be high. I think we hear from those people. They text our shows. They tweet about it. They call. But I think it's also a coping mechanism. I'm not sure how many of them really, truly believe it. And I think that we've watched fixed sporting events before. And there's like an ignorance is bliss element to it where we don't want to know. 
But I do think the majority of this stuff, the overwhelming majority, if a guy drops it, it's because he made a mistake. If a ref blows a call, it's because he made a mistake. If it's if a player chokes, it's because he made a mistake. I think that is the explanation. Sports are hard. That So that's the explanation the vast, vast, vast majority of the time. So I'm not sure if I'm with you on one in five. I definitely agree that it wouldn't be an Adam Schefter or an Ian Rappaport or maybe even a Jay Glazer. It would take like, you know, uh, Mark Farinuata, like, you know, like a Jeremy Schapp, like an outside the lines, like like a real, like a real journalist who is not a uh, a scoops transactional reporter in order to uncover something of that magnitude if the NFL was covering it up. But I think what's happening right now is these companies, and we both, you know, I work for Rivers, you work with FanDuel, like we love that legalized sports gambling is propping up the sports media entity. It pays for both of our houses. Like we're pro-legalized sports gambling. Uh, One of the things that comes with this added technology and it's legal in this place and it's not legal in another We've all lived in legal places where it's legal and then traveled to places where it's not, forgotten about that, pulled up our app, and the geolocator has not allowed us to make a bet. So they've gotten pretty good on the legal side of it of figuring this out. So the leagues say, we can't have Pat Mahomes or Jamison Williams, the number one guy in the league or the last rookie drafted. We can't have them gambling on games. you got to help us out. We're going to give you the names. Obviously, there are ways around that. Have a buddy do it. Have an associate do it. Whatever. They're gonna. There's always going to be scammers to the rules. But what I found interesting is they changed the rule in 2018. It used to be you can't bet on any sport. Now they're like, eh, if it's legal everywhere, you know, an NFL player can bet on the NBA. He can bet on baseball. He just can't bet on the NFL. But with the geolocator, they've said, you can't bet in the workplace. So Jamison Williams, who looked like a stud at the end of last year, recovering from an injury, is going to miss the first six games of this year because he didn't bet on the NFL, but he placed a bet. I don't know what it was on, if it was NBA or whatever. But he did it from the Lions practice facility. And yes, that is against the rules, but I would want to ask you, should it be? If you're allowed to bet on baseball and you're in the NFL, why can't you do it when you're in the cafeteria at the Lions practice facility? I don't get it. If a team wants to make that a rule, like some companies will block out uh, certain websites because they think it's going to disrupt productivity, And then if somebody gets through and does it there and they're like, well, your attention is in the wrong place. So we're going to give you some almost kangaroo court style punishment for it. That's all that should be. If you're going to bet an NBA game and take five minutes to do it at your, your football job, that should be not even a slap on the wrist. That should be six games. Yeah. The NFL to me should not, the NFL should stick to the serious stuff here, which is we are giving you millions of dollars. You are in the top 1% of earners in America to play this game. All we're asking you to do 
is resist the temptation to bet on our league. That's it. For a couple of reasons, insider trading reasons, like you have proprietary information that you're using to your benefit or people you know are using to their benefit. So that kind of information is leaking out. You're using it uh, unfairly. Or to your earlier point, you're doing it because you're willing to affect the outcome of the game in a way that helps your wager, which is their which is their worst fear. Like to me, if somebody came to me and said, Andrew, in order for you to keep this job that is a really nice job and allows you to support your family and your lifestyle, the only thing you can't do is bet on NBA games. That would be a very easy thing for me to do, even though I have an addictive personality. <laughs> Because it's just one part of the vice that I have that would be closed off. And I could do that in that extreme situation. That's why, like, the guys that are betting NFL games, like Rodgers, who's betting Colts games, what an idiot. Like, I have no empathy for that guy in this situation. You were pretty much allowed to bet everything else as long as you didn't do it from the Colts facility. I, on, honestly, I, I I don't have a ton of empathy for it either. Um, and like I said, I get why the punishment has to be strict if you're betting on the NFL. The I just I don't I don't I legitimately don't know what the argument is for we're cool with you betting on other sports. We're just not cool with you betting on other sports when you're on our property. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, I know. Um and and I if I'm a Lions fan, like Wait a minute. Six games? That's like a first-time PED user. You know, like like it, we've seen it, even worse things get that kind of suspension from the NFL.